Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Streetwise Athlone In this series, we learn about the old and recent history of the streets of Athlone, hear the thoughts and memories of locals and tourists, and the changes we might see in the future. Episode 38, Dublin Road. Historian Garrod O'Brien tells us about the history of the area. Athlone has changed out of all proportion in the past 50 or 60 years. In the 1950s and 60s, the Dublin Road leading out of Athlone was populated and busy as far as Bonna Valley. In many ways, Bonna Valley was somehow seen as the outer limit of the town, but gradually that limit has been pushed further and further out. Indeed, the name Bonna Valley, which comes from the Irish Bon Avalig, meaning the end or terminus of the road, implied that it was indeed the outer limit of the town. The old Dublin Road out of Athlone went up past the back of the Bower Convent as far as Bonna Valley and cut across to Garry Castle and led from there to Dublin via Mullingar. The original road from Athlone to Bonna Valley was at some point extended to the town of Moat and hence the widespread use of the term the Moat Road rather than the Dublin Road. It wasn't until much later that a link was made between Moat and Kilbegan, leading to the creation of a new route from Athlone to Dublin. In the Abbey graveyard in Athlone, there's a stone which bears symbols of plants, erected to Francis Clenton, a nurseryman of Bonna Valley, who died in 1803. It seems that Bonna Valley was at that time the market garden for Athlone. One of the early catalysts for the pushing out of the boundaries of Athlone came in 1970 with the building of Athlone's first third-level college, then known as Athlone Regional Technical College, later as Athlone Institute of Technology, and today known as TUS Athlone, or the Technological University of the Shannon, Athlone Campus, which represents a strategic collaboration between Athlone and the former Limerick Institute of Technology, to form a new and exciting technological university. The TUS Athlone campus has four faculties, business and hospitality, engineering and informatics, science and health, and the Department of Continued Professional Online and Distance Learning. The college awards diplomas and degrees up to and including PhDs in several subject areas. The university has an international arena facility with a world-class indoor athletic track that can accommodate 2,000 spectators. This arena, which was built at a cost of 10 million euro, has helped to put Athlone at the centre of Irish athletics. Already it has hosted combined event championships, open indoor games, national indoor finals, masters, under-23s championships, Connacht and Leinster indoor championships, as well as several club and athlete training days. In April 2018, at the AIT International Grand Prix in Athlone, John Travers of Donore Harriers became the first Irish athlete to run a mile in under four minutes indoors in Ireland. He recorded a time of 3.5940, while the event was won by an Australian runner, Ryan Gregson, who finished in 3.57.86. The presence of the college was surely also the catalyst for the building of several housing estates convenient to the Dublin Road, 
including Willow Park, Valley Court and Cypress Gardens. My own memory of travelling to Dublin by car in the 1960s was that certainly from Glynwood or Ballydonna to the outskirts of Moat that one travelled along narrow roads under a canopy of trees which almost met at the midpoint of the road. This was all so very different from our very modern motorways of today. The construction of the Athlone Bypass and Motorway, which was opened in 1991, brought the town limits out to the roundabout at Kilmartins, and indeed beyond, as far as Craigan Industrial Estate. As a result, a great number of businesses and light industries have been established along the Dublin Road to that point. These include the supermarket giant Little and Unpost Sorting Office at Kilmacoo, a number of fine businesses in Shannon Retail Park, among them Heavens, Pet World and Smith's Toys, and the vibrant Kilmartin's N6 Centre, which includes Woody's, Harry Corrie and McDonald's. The Kilmartin's N6 Centre is also the location for one of Athlone's more recent hotels, the Cregan Court Hotel, which has the advantage of being just two miles from Athlone, very close to both TUS Athlone and the area offices of the IDA. With seven bedrooms and five meeting and conference rooms, the Cregan Court can comfortably cater for any business need up to conference facilities for a 50-delegate conference. So how much further out along the Dublin Road will both retail and industrial expansion go? This is something which is impossible to predict or answer at the moment. But given the rate of expansion in the past 25 years, it would seem safe to assume that Athlone's trend of pushing out the boundaries is set to continue for some time to come. Many people will remember the Paddock Hotel, famous for its Sunday afternoon discos. Owner Roy Gandhi tells us some of his memories of the area during that time. Many years ago, I was in the bar business in London and uh, we decided we wanted to come home to Ireland. My wife was Irish. So uh, we came over and decided to go into the pub business because I had this field. We built the paddock, 10-bedroom hotel. And uh, we run that for quite a while and it was successful. But then the college had begun to operate and uh, so I decided to extend it. So I put a small extension on and that wasn't enough. And then we decided to go bigger and I built a ballroom for weddings, dance floor, Christmas parties. And I built a big bar, the tack room as you see today. The very little left of the original paddock. I had a very successful business down there, but then my sons weren't interested, so, you know. I've been in the business in England here for many years, so I decided to retire. You know, when you're in the bar business or something like the hotel business, you you have a lot of memories, and they're all more or less, you know, different things. I can't think of the stand. The only thing stood out when I climbed the church spire for a pound bet. The steeple jack was staying there, so we went down to the shack for a drink. And we were talking about that. I said, oh, I'll go up there. So my sister-in-law said, I'll bet you a pound you wouldn't do it. Now what they did, they had a ladder up the side of the church, then you, you go on top of that, then you come round, there's a ladder up the front of the church, right up to the spire. And um, I went up, he followed me up, he showed me what to do, because the steps are quite long, and you just hook your foot behind one if you want to rest, so if you do fall back, your leg holds you, unless that falls. 
Um, but that was probably the biggest memory I have of her from down in the paddock. I had so many happy memories of different customers you have, clients, weddings we did, many a party we used to have in those days, you know, and uh, going into town to the guards dance and things like that, you know, in the Prince of Wales, because I didn't have a ballroom in those days. The Paddock Hotel, that's what the original building was called. But then I built on the big bar at the front, and because I used to keep horses, we call it tack room, which is what the gear, all the gear for a horse is called tack. So that's why we call it the tack room. And we had a horsey memorabilia inside there in those days. Oh, since I came here, there was, the college was just opening, just opened. There was virtually nothing up there. Willow Park and all these places, Valley Court, uh, you know, wasn't around. There was a water pump on the main road there. We could go and get water if we had a shortage, you know. Um, and the Dublin Road, of course, there was nothing down there. You can, uh, on Bonner Valley Hill, there was a, just a few cottages on the right-hand side, which are still there, but then it was, there was virtually very, very quiet. I, I mean, my first time here was 1950. Streetwise Athlone. Historical research and presentation by Garrod O'Brien. Additional research by Damien McKellen. Interviews by Amanda Gunning, Ursula Ledwith, Mel Ray and Erica Follows-Smith. Editing by Kyle McKellen. Produced by Amanda Gunning. The additional contributor to this episode was Roy Gandhi. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.